0: Good morning, Living Water Fellowship. We're so glad to be together again via this um, equipment and this platform. Uh, Looking forward, hopefully, God willing, in the near future. And I'm believing that it will be soon that we can be back together in his house. But um, I'm grateful again that God is not limited and he is with us and we can trust him during these during these days of trial and and the testing of our faith i want to take you this morning to john's gospel again and we're going to go to the next chapter following resurrection sunday we looked at easter sunday last uh, the last two sundays and now we're going to follow up with that um, on a on an event that took place in the life of christ when he again revealed himself to the disciples in John chapter 21. Before we do, I, I want to read just these few verses of Scripture, but leave your Bible open to that whole passage, if you would. Beginning with verse number 15, John twenty-one fifteen. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he answered and said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Love is an attempt to penetrate another being but it can only succeed if the surrender is mutual. These are the words of Octavio Paz. Jesus Christ is God's greatest attempt to penetrate us with His love. However, His love is only truly realized when we surrender it to Him and when we, or we, when we surrender to it and we begin to reciprocate. His love in the incident that we just read Jesus is questioning a man as to his love a man who had professed undying unfailing love just a few short days before this time and then when crunch time came when love was really put to the test when commitment was confronted with reality this man had turned and run away. Jesus had just proven his love in the greatest way possible, and now he's attempting again to penetrate Peter with his love. But that could only happen if the surrender was mutual. I believe Jesus wants to confront Or penetrate us here today with his love? The question that clamored for an answer from Peter that day on the beach is still clamoring for an answer in the lives of men and women today. Do you love me? Jesus has proven his love to us in dying for our sins and being, as Isaiah said in that Beautiful passage about the Lamb of God in Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities by accepting the punishment for our sins so that we could know His peace and providing for us emotional, physical, and most importantly, spiritual healing through His suffering. Jesus looks us in the eye, and He asks us the question, do you love me the incident before us finds itself directly upon the heels of Resurrection Sunday or within just a couple of weeks Jesus has appeared to his disciples and made himself known I don't know I'm assuming Peter was there or if he was so overwhelmed with the whole scenario and his own failure and his own denial of Christ but here's what happens at the beginning of this chapter Peter says something that I think, at least in my mind, if I were his counselor or his pastor, it would send up red flags for me. Peter said, I'm going fishing. It just didn't seem like the right time to be going fishing. But he said, I'm going fishing. Is there anything wrong with fishing? I don't think so. I certainly hope not. Maybe, maybe Peter just wanted to get out in the boat with the guys, the smell of the sea, the sound of the waves lapping against the side of the boat, the excitement of fishing. It all seems pretty innocent. But you got to remember what fishing represents in the life of this man, Peter. Peter was a fisherman. So fishing, when he said, I'm going back to fishing... It represented a former lifestyle. I'm going back to do what I did before I met Jesus. It was a turning away from, it would seem, the new life that he embraced in following Christ and returning to a former affiliation. Secondly, it was a former love. Peter loved fishing, he'd grown up with it. It gets in your blood. He hardly knew anything else. And in this point, it's returning Peter to a former affection. And it also represented a former leaning or self-reliance that Peter had. Peter, no doubt, was good at fishing. He could do this. He knew how to read the sea. He knew where to find the fish and a self-reliance that had been swallowed up in trust when he had left all of that behind to follow christ but now he's returning to i got to take care of myself i got to depend on me i got to trust me and what i know after all these are my boats these are my nets this is my business this is what i'm about Now, I may be reading too much into this. I don't think that I am. But it appears to me that Peter was being tempted to return to some things that he had left behind previously when he had chosen to follow Jesus. I'm convinced that's the reason Jesus intensely questions his love. Because love, ladies and gentlemen, is the issue of Christianity. No law could produce a relationship with God. Just love could do that. God has done all that He can, and He continues to do all that He can to penetrate us with His love, but we must surrender to receive it. John 3.16 is a picture of God loving the world. God so loved the world, that's a universal love, that He gave His only begotten Son. That's the penetration that God is attempting to bring to our lives, that whosoever, that's personal Jesus loves you personally, whosoever believes in him. That's me reciprocating or responding or accepting or surrendering to that love should not perish but have eternal life. I just want to look at love for a few moments this morning in this passage. First of all, love is persistent. In the verses that I read to you, Jesus asked Peter three times, Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? Why did he ask three times? When I look at the times, the number of times that he asked, it could be because Peter had denied him three times. Therefore, he needed to reconfirm that love three times. Peter needed to say it, he needed to confirm it. I think it's important for us to learn to use the word love as believers and followers of Christ. Not only love for Christ, but love for one another. Love is the essence of Christianity. You slice the loaf wherever you choose and it comes up love when you're talking about anything that has anything to do with Jesus Christ. When communication ceases communication is to love what blood is to the body and when communication ceases love begins to die Peter needed to say it he needed to say it over and over and over again I hope it's a practice in our lives secondly not only the times but and I don't know really how to do this correctly other than just to say the these the these what he said do you love me more than these what was christ referring to i'm convinced he probably just waved his arm in the direction of the nets and the boat and the sea he said do you love me more than you love this former lifestyle do you love me more than you love this former dependence that you had do you love me do you trust me do you care not only that, maybe he was talking about his friends. Do you love me more than these? More than the other fishermen? Love me more than these things? Every one of us has our, or have our these's in our lives. And I know that's kind of a weird word. I don't even know. I told you before, I make words up if I if I can't find one. So I'm just whatever these represents in your life, we each have those things in our life that might challenge our love for Christ and bid for our affection and our attention above Jesus. And I'm convinced He might come to us through His Spirit someday and say, do you love me more than this house? Do you love me more than this car? Do you love me more than this boat or this automobile do you love me more than this job that you say is a job of your own making more than what what is it in our lives could be a job could be a career it could be a collectible it could be anything any number of things that jesus has to call us into question because it's what bids for our affection love love is persistent god is doing everything he can To let us know that he loves us and to build a relationship of reciprocal love love secondly is productive love is productive love always leads us to commitment to something deeper love leads us to commitment you see love is not just an emotion it's an action It's not just a feeling. Sometimes it's a choice. Hmm. Some of you remember when you were first dating and the first few dates, you weren't really sure how you felt about this. You, You left her saying something like, I had a good time. It was nice to meet you. Can I call you again? Something like that. And building, building on that, each time you got together, it might have advanced to, you know, I, I really enjoy spending time with you. Can I, can I call you tomorrow? Might even, and you're building up here. You're building up to the biggie, you know? Building up to the one that you know is coming, and you almost choke to think that it's, it's coming. But before long, you're talking on your way to pick her up. You're talking on the phone on your way after you've dropped her off. You're talking in the morning. You're talking in the afternoon. But you still haven't said it. You still haven't come to the biggie. And then you know when you say that one, everything's going to change. It changes everything. It's hard to go back on the biggie. you got to know before you say it. And finally, one evening after dinner and a little time together, you get up the courage. You've been thinking about it. And you finally say those three huge words in a relationship. I love you. And then you wait. And you hope the response is the same you hope you haven't just stuck your neck out a little too far too early you're waiting for that response of i love you too Hmm. love leads us to something deeper it leads us to a commitment jesus says peter i love you how did he say it he said it by dying on the cross for our sins but this morning he looks at us and he says Do you love me? Do you love me? We got to answer the biggie. We got to respond. Not only does it lead to love, lead to commitment, but commitment leads to responsibility. Each time that Christ asked for a commitment or an expression of love, and each time Peter affirmed that love, Christ follows it up with a responsibility. Okay. Do you love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Tend my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Sheep and sheepfolds are pictures of the church. And when we truly love Christ, He calls us to show it by committing to the sheepfold or committing to the body of Christ. No such thing as a lone ranger in God's church. We all need each other. We need each other, and we need to support, especially during this time of... COVID-19 when distance is demanded of us we need to love reach out when we truly love Christ he calls us to show it by committing to his church Oswald Chambers says the highest Christian love is not devotion to a work or to a cause but devotion to Jesus Christ You ever hear anybody say, I I don't go to just one church. I I get up on Sunday morning. I go wherever the Spirit leads me. Different church every Sunday. And I just go wherever. I don't know where God's leading them now because all the churches are closed. I just go wherever I feel led. If everybody in the church shared that same mentality, or maybe I should say, if everybody else practiced that same lack of commitment to the body, there wouldn't be any local sheepfolds. It would be hard to know who to tend. i think the challenge here is clear jesus is establishing a church he's establishing a ministry that will outlive him when he ascends back to his father and he sends the comforter he sends the holy spirit and he's saying peter i'm gonna need you to shepherd my flock to take care of my people to take care of my lambs and I think the greatest way to express love to the Lord is to express love to his people this is what I know I'm convinced after 30 years of pastoring God has a place for everybody in a local church ministry somehow to be used of God I'm convinced it's true he needs you to commit to it thirdly love is personal Love to be anything at all must be personal, Oswald Chambers says. Jesus begins in the next verses, 18 through 22. He begins to prophesy about Peter's future, a prophecy of his older days and even his death. Hmm. He said, I'm going to tell you how this is all going to come when you're old you'll stretch out your hands and another will help to put your clothes on and carry you where you do do not wish when he had spoken this to Peter verse 19 he said to him follow me Peter's future was foretold Peter's focus was told and that was Peter I need you to follow me This is a, this is an intense moment between Jesus and the man who would carry the torch for his church. This is an intense time, deeply, deeply involved by now in this conversation. Peter, we know him to always have been one who would fly off the handle, you would Respond without thinking. He would speak when he didn't know what else to say or didn't know what else to do. He'd just talk. And we, we know that. But at this point, it almost appears as though Peter is growing frustrated with the Lord. Peter turning around, verse 20, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved, John, the writer. And Peter said to him, to Jesus, Lord? what about this guy? What about this man? Still a little defensive from the intense questioning he had just received. He looked to find someone else to talk about. And we laugh at Peter. We go, that's just like old Peter. Yeah, it's just like old Rex too. It's just like you. You could put your name in there. We do this from time to time. God How come Charles can do that, and I can't? What about him? We may find somebody else in the church. What about Barbara Tate? Why why does she get away with doing that? And I can't do it. Right? Or, or, we might say, Herb doesn't have to do that. Why do I have to do it? This is where love becomes personal. This is where God has a ministry for all of his people, and they're all going to look different, and they're allowed to because we're not Lord. He's Lord. He's the head of the church. Guess what the head gets to do? The head gets to tell the hand when to move. The head gets to tell the feet when to walk. The head gets to tell the body, the legs, when to stand up or the body, when to function. The head gets to be in charge. He doesn't have to do that. Why do I? Jesus, (laughs) I love his response. What is that to you? Verse 22. That's not what's important, Peter. What is that to you? I gave you your commission. Your commission is to follow me and to feed my sheep and to tend my lambs, to watch over my flock. This is your obligation. You know, I've walked with the Lord a while, and the more I walk with Him, the more I understand. That for me to walk with Jesus I have to forget what you're doing and I just have to walk with him and I just have to love him and my relationship may look somewhat like yours it may not but I know this I have a relationship and you can have one too and we can just love Jesus and walk with him love is personal means I must love Christ enough to follow Him no matter what you do. No matter what you do in your life. That's not the issue. Jesus said, Peter, that's none of your business. That's not what you're to be thinking about. You follow me. I have to love Christ enough to follow Him no matter what you do. Secondly, I must love Christ enough to allow Him to do whatever He wants to do in your life. You thought I was going to say my life, didn't you? That's me surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus. But I have to love Christ enough to allow Him to do whatever He wants to in your life. Too many times we get dissuaded by someone else's walk with God. We see what they're doing. And we just automatically either fall in line or judge them as sinful and wrong. One of two things. We either do what they do or we judge them for doing what they do because we can't do it. Stop it. Just love Jesus. That's what he's asking us to do. Do you love me enough to let me be God in your life and in someone else's life? Thirdly, I must love Christ enough to stay focused on my love for Christ without wasting time trying to line somebody else up to my walk. I can't make you like me. You wouldn't like that very much. Right now in your living room, you can say, thank God I don't have to be like Pastor Rex. Go ahead and say it out loud. But I'm going to say it out loud right now. I thank God that I don't have to be like you. I'm in love with Jesus and He is in charge and He will lead faithfully in every step of our lives. Do you love me more than these, whatever these involves? If you love me, commit to my church, follow me, and stop worrying about everybody else. If I could close this morning. It wouldn't do me any good. I've often closed the message by saying, if you love the Lord, say amen. Well, there's not many people here to say amen. But that's okay, because Jesus wants more than an amen. If you love the Lord, do what He says. If you love the Lord, feed His sheep. If you love the Lord, Walk with him in a personal way and leave everybody else's journey to him. I want to close. I'm convinced in these days, if we're not careful because of our physical and social separation, we will become spiritually distanced from one another within the body of Christ that's a concern of mine I was thinking about it today unity in the body of Christ doesn't have as much to do with our location as it does with our relationship with God and I promise you this church family I've often used this in counseling in relationships I'm going to use it in talking to my church this morning God is the pinnacle of all things And if you'll grow closer to God and I'll grow closer to God, automatically you and I will become closer to one another and there will be no awkwardness or spiritual distancing once the doors of the church are unlocked and we're allowed to come back together and fellowship. We'll just be able to blend again with a great spirit of unity and oneness. Why? Because we love the Lord. Amen let's pray father we get easily distracted from the main mission of loving you we let so many things affect our love for you but I ask you to help me today and help our church today and help anyone else who may be listening to this sermon Help us to remember what's preeminently important, and that is our love for you and our relationship with you. Help us to sense and be aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit is always calling us to a deeper love in our lives for you. And help us to surrender to it. You can only permeate and penetrate our lives with your love when we allow you to. So help us to love you in return. In Christ's name, amen. God bless you, Living Water Fellowship Church family. We love you. Most importantly, God loves you. And if you'll draw closer to him, I'm on the the grow. I'm asking him to help me draw closer to him too. And if you'll grow closer to him and I'll grow closer to him, we'll be closer to one another when we do get to come back together. That's my word of encouragement to you today. Amen. God bless you.